When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Did I just see a ghost? Ah, ah, ah. You know, the blue people with the tails. Hey, good game, shooter. We transition from eh to ooh. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello from the studio in Nitro, West Virginia. This is Unreasonable Doubt. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Josh Witt, and this is off-season episode four with Ethan Bach. Transfer portal, am I right? There's a lot popping in the transfer portal across the country, specifically for WVU. I think since the last time we spoke, Joe Troussant, Joe Toussaint from Iowa, point guard, six foot from the Bronx. He's committed. He's in. He has two years of eligibility. He started games for Iowa. Not a shooter, but a guy who is a true point guard of which... We didn't have a lot of that last season. Kedrian played the role, not a true point guard. So one true point guard added. Another junior college guy, Muhammad Wagu, played in Pennsylvania in his league. He was first team all-conference, averaged a double-double. Big guy, 6'10", 6'9", 6'10". And I don't know anything else about him, but I welcome Muhammad to the team. I think there's two roster spots left, but who better to talk to than Ethan Bach about all things transfer portal and things about the transfer portal that affect WVU basketball. Ethan covers WVU basketball for WV Sports Now. He is now a basketball recruiting analyst for the newly formed The Portal Report. So he's with The Portal Report. They've got a lot to cover because transfer portal, right? It's gigantic. We're going to talk about that. And he's also on a podcast, The Final Forecast. He is their intern. Here's my interview with Ethan Bach. We're here as the NBA playoffs, and that means next level basketball. So get ready for all the action by betting the play-in tournament with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. 
you clinch a win no matter what. Now, all DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same-game parlays. You combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. For example, the Hawks are playing the Cavaliers. You can say, I want the Hawks to win. I think Trey Young is going to hit three threes and have five assists. And you can put all that together. And if all that comes true, you win. Plus, for each day of the play-in, get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same-game parlay doesn't hit. So here's what you do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the play-in tournament and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Ethan Bach. Welcome to Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. Thank you for having me on, Josh. Appreciate it. You are a busy man, and the newest thing you've picked up is writing for the Portal Report. Ethan, there's like, the last time I checked, there's 1,300 Division I guys in the transfer portal. That number has changed since I've looked it up. More added every day. So with you working with the Porter Report and kind of following this, like how do you choose who to report on? Is it reliant on guys wanting to be public with the process? Give me your view of of covering the transfer portal when it's crazy and vast. Yeah, honestly, all you can do is just try your best. Nobody's going to perfectly report the transfer portal well at all. So what we'll do is uh, Verbal Commits is really good at tweeting out who's in the transfer portal. There's other accounts out there that will treat, uh, tweet out lists and uh, entries and commits and all that. But what we really focus on is getting the main guys that are in the portal, uh, guys that will get attention from all the Blue Bloods, uh, Power 5 conferences, uh, mm-hmm. especially those mid-major players like that play – in the American or the Atlantic 10 mountain West, et cetera, those guys are crucial because they always jump up the power fives usually. So that's what we just try to focus on. We'll reach out to all the guys, get lists from them of what schools uh, have contacted them. Cause that's a huge, that's a huge thing. Anytime, anytime a fan of a school sees that they're interested in this one transfer, everybody flocks that kid and starts looking at his stats and all that. So that's a, that's, that's a big part of what we try to do. Interesting. And Ethan, in your in your few days here with the the portal report, does each guy that you're talking about have a list that starts with 15 schools? Is it are they sometimes smaller? It just seems like following. It's like I've heard from and then they can list schools until you run out of like there's a limit of what you can put on a tweet. Like what's the. Is that the norm of of the guys that you're focused on? Yeah, but the norm is just they'll hand, they'll give us a list. It's usually it's typically like ten to twenty schools, usually from all levels too. Like the like you'll see Wake Forest and South Carolina in the same list with like Coppin State, 
and I've seen that. Right. It, like it's, Kentucky, Arkansas, Pacific. It's yeah. like, okay. <laughs> all right. Same. Yeah. They're all schools. Yeah. So we we cater to first of all, Blue Bloods, Power Five schools. Um, and when I say Blue Bloods and Power Five schools, I also include like Gonzaga, Houston. Oh, sure. Um, those mid Loyola, Chicago, even like those those mid major schools that are really respected around the country. So that's what we really cater to, and um, we just try our best to connect the coaches with players and players with coaches. So that's that's just that's just been our main goal over the last week. Awesome. And so if there's not any rule changes, and I'd be surprised if there are not, but let's say it stays this way. Is this going to be the norm, Ethan? Is it going to be uh, college basketball season ends and you have four, you know, thousand plus guys each year in the portal? Is this just what it is now? Until they change the rule a little bit. Yeah. Um, I definitely think so. It's great for, it's great for journalists and I even think it's great for fans. I know fans typically complain about it, but it makes college athletics for football and basketball become a year round thing. There's, there's news for WVU basketball still every day and they haven't played in a month. Right. It's good. It's great for everybody. As long as your team's gaining, if your team's just losing and that's the only news that's coming out. Yeah. It's not fun to read that news, but I I don't know when the NCAA is gonna ever uh, modify the transfer portal rule. I have no idea. Um, they definitely should look into it because there are too many loopholes that the athletes uh, use to their advantage and play at like three or four schools within four or five years. Oh sure, and again, you know, it's if this is a business, then. I understand that, and I'm not necessarily asking for a rule change there. I mean, coaches don't have a limitation besides their contract, and I'm saying that in air quotes. So, like, they should have that opportunity. It's just um, the number of guys that you're focused on that that are going to find a home. There's For every one of those, there seems to be dozens or even more that enter the transfer portal and end up, losing the musical chairs of it. So we'll see what happens. It's it's interesting though. Yeah. I, I, the only thing I would think the NCAA needs to do is focus on not letting guys transfer in the middle of college. Right. Like I think, I think you give freshmen after their freshman year, I think you give kids the option to leave or not. And obviously like exceptions, like coaches leaving, like a family member sick at home, like stuff like that. Right. Like give, give them the waiver. But like for guys, for guys transferring after their sophomore, junior, senior years, it, it's, it's too much. It, yeah. Guys end up playing at three or four schools. Sure. Yes. And uh shout out to Teddy Allen. It's just the first name that comes to mind. Um, so let's focus on WVU. So Bob Huggins, trying his hand again at the transfer portal and the coaching staff. We've got a couple of guys in, in signed. How do you think coach Huggins and the coaching staff, if they have changed their approach in recruiting from the transfer portal, comparing this year to last year? They definitely, they definitely noticed it in the middle of the year. I remember Huggins saying 
that he that he wishes the coaching staff did a better job last offseason. And not not saying he wasn't knocking Malik, Pauly, or Demon, but just more so getting guys that have multiple years of eligibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's something other than Eric Steven. Eric Stevenson's the only guy that has one year. Um, but get it like Joe Toussaint has two years. And even the guys have gotten Juco have two or three years. So they've already started to get guys that have multiple years. And they're also getting guys from power five conferences rather than getting players from the mid-major level, which isn't a, that's not a bad thing, but that's, that's the difference that they have from this off season, the last off season. Yeah. That, that's the thing that's notable, noticeable to me, Ethan is just name recognition with love and respect to Florida international and old dominion. Um, but that doesn't necessarily translate into better or worse. It's just a different approach. Right. Uh, so we'll see how it pans out. Um, let me ask you this of the five guys that are on the WVU roster that was on the roster last season, what percentage chance today, this is all fluid. Do you have all five of those guys being on the roster for this upcoming season? 100%. 100%. 100%. Great. I, I, I really, I really don't. Kedrian Johnson's already said he's coming back. Right. Uh, Jim, I remember Jamel King and Kobe Johnson also threw up cryptic, like a cryptic in a good way. It was like, it was positive. It was positive tweets about um, staying, but without, using the word staying I, those right. guys those guys will be back i don't see seth wilson or james aconquo leaving either awesome 100 percent. i love that number and so um as of today because again it's just really fluid west virginia is still looking for two scholarship spots right yep yep two more and so on paper, it seems like the gap right now is is wing players like i just see jamel king and that's it, really, as far as the like a, a three, four, like small ball four guy. What do you think the strategy is for Coach Huggins and the coaching staff with the remaining roster spots? Uh definitely you're set on guards. You have you have really good guard depth now with Wilson Johnson, Keaty Johnson, uh Toussaint, Stevenson. Josiah Davis, like they, you have, you have five, six guards right there that are pretty good. Um, so you need to focus on wings and bigs for sure. The, the issue, the only thing I'm seeing, like that's an issue. Uh, they don't have any size. James Okongwo is six, nine. Uh, Muhammad Wagu is six, 10. That's about, that's really it. They don't have, they don't have a guy that's six, 10, and 230 240 they don't have anybody on that team so that's 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 some that's some hole they definitely need to fill one of these spots left and do you think they'll do that do you think do you think it'll be one wing and one big if you had to guess today what those spots will be what does ethan box say today i think with the final two spots watch out for jimmy bell jr visiting this weekend He's uh, he's a center from JUCO, but he played at St. Louis his first two years. Watch for him. He's 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 that size that I'm talking about. Six ten. Pretty sure he's about two thirty. Six ten, two thirty. He 
he's that center that they could use to just add more depth to that spot. So that last spot, that last spot, I have no idea off the just off the head, like off the head, like who they could get. Um, one guy to look out for. He's visiting soon. They, they someone reported today from the Detroit News, uh, Micah Parrish from Oakland. He's only a sophomore. He'll be a junior next year, but he's only a sophomore. He has three years of eligibility. He averaged 12 and six at Oakland last year. He put up 10 points and 12 rebounds against WVU last year. I remember that guy. Yeah. In the season opener. Yeah. He made the all defensive team in the horizon league. So he's, he's a Huggins type of wing that they could use. So I'm hoping with those final two spots to get Jimmy Bell and uh, Micah Parrish. Awesome. And that I'm telling you, it's, there's so much happening. Um, And, you know, LSU, full turnaround like none of the guys back from last season of course they they their head coach got fired but it's it's crazy and this is uncharted territory for huggins um but what is charted territory ethan and give me your thoughts on this i don't know if it's news really big news not news at all hashtag press virginia in the west virginia basketball twitter bio how should we read that, Ethan? Is that like an actual sign of how they're going to move forward with this roster next season? Is it one person that runs a Twitter account saying, people have heard of Press Virginia. Let me add that. What are your thoughts on hashtag Press Virginia? I do think it's a good sign. Uh, but I would also say just the guys that they've went after in the transfer portal, those are all guys that – are way better on defense than this past year's team was. Eric Stevenson and Joe Toussaint are definitely guys that can defend on the ball. Um, and they just have a lot on paper. They just have a lot of athletes that are coming in. So I, I definitely think they could run press Virginia next year. Obviously they hyped it up this past year at the beginning and that didn't work at all. So I, who knows? It may be back. It may not be back. We're just going to have to wait and see till November. All right. So uh, don't treat it like it, 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 the internet and we live on the internet uh, some for this. It was very exciting news and well-received, but Huggins, Huggins is not running the WVU hoops, Twitter account. So we'll see what happens. Um, Speaking of never happens, like I was talking about earlier, Huggins has never had this much turnover in a roster over an offseason in his time at WVU. Huggins is known for developing players, but it, t- it it doesn't happen in the first season, right? Like junior college, you think of jun- junior college guards, their first season, okay. Second season, they flourish. Big guys get better uh, in the system as they, as they are there, but it's not a one-season turnaround. How can the upcoming season be different for Huggins and what can the coaching staff do to help the cause of kind of getting all these new guys and making it work to, to have a winning record next season? I think the main difference between next season and this past season is there's, there's not, there are veterans on next year's team, but they're not graduating. West Virginia had seven seniors this past year. Right. And only only Katie Johnson was the guy who returned. Everybody else either graduated or left. So I think a main a main difference between next year's team and this year's past team was is 
you have veterans that will be able to stay for multiple years and will be able to develop under Huggins' system. The only guy there's the only guy that that they're bringing in that that only has one year is Eric Stevenson. He's proven to be able to score double digits in the Power Five conference. So that this 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 year's team coming up for Coach Hugs, it's perfect. You have guys that will be able to develop under him, and watch out for the season after this year. But so you agree with me? Like one season, we're asking a lot. Two seasons is what to look for because really we lose uh, Kedrian Johnson. On paper, we lose Kedrian Johnson, the transfers from South Carolina, and there may be some other switches because transfer portal. But the nucleus, it is – there's not a magic bullet that Huggins has. I, that's what I'm wondering, right? Because you see guys like Musselman and guys like Chris Beard that somehow with their system can get crazy turnover and make it – work in one season Huggins is a Hall of Fame coach he's going in the Hall of Fame I'm wondering what he can do or if there's a strategy he implements to try to speed up the process of getting these guys um not as as a as a better than what we would expect product yeah I think I definitely think Hugs realized the new way to win in college basketball you get you get transfers from the portal that have multiple years of eligibility. What are the odds that they leave again? They're not gonna if they want to if they if they want to leave they're gonna have to sit out. Not not many of these players want to sit out. So get guys that are sophomores, juniors, freshmen. They'll have three, two, three, four years of eligibility left over, and they really can't leave unless they want to sit out a year. Right. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. So um, it's it's April. We're mid-April. But do you think West Virginia will have a winning record in the 2022-2023 season? As of right now, I will say yes. I don't think Hugs will let two seasons in a row of under 500. I, I, I don't see that happening. And I also think the Big 12 – it's still going to be a top two conference in the country, but just on paper, it it will be a little bit worse than this past year. Big, but that's that's no knock on the conference. The Big Twelve was easily, by miles, the best conference of, in college basketball this past year. So many great teams, and West Virginia, West Virginia could have made the tournament. They were in any other conference that wasn't either the Big Twelve or the SEC. One last question, Ethan. Again, I appreciate your time. You you work with the Final Forecast crew as an intern. If you're playing a game of charades and you get first pick from everybody else involved with the podcast, John, Kevin, Ashley, and Dave, who are you picking for a game? one game of charades, high stakes? Uh, that's tough. That's really tough. I honestly probably go with KJ. I could see that. I could see that. Dave wouldn't be a bad choice either, though. Honestly, all of them are good choices. Even even John, John, <laughs> John can come up with stuff off the head. So John would be a good pick too. Fantastic. And that, there's no real scenario where you would have a high state game of charades. I just tried to figure out who I would pick, and I, I don't know either. I think everybody'd be pretty good at it. I I think John has this kind of. Cheshire cat grin of like 
he would sabotage my team. That'd be the only reason I would pick against John, but maybe I'm misreading them. No, no, that's that's definitely spot on. John <laughs> would definitely sabotage the team. He would, there would he would get halfway through and man, man, screw this. <laughs> All right, Ethan Bach, uh, thanks for your time and thank you for joining me on Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I appreciate it, Josh. Thank you for having me on. Interact with the show. That just means interact with me on social media, on Twitter at I'm Josh Witt, on Instagram at Unreasonable Doubt WV, on the Facebook at Unreasonable Doubt WV, or just type it in the search bar. Interact. Big thanks to Ethan Bach for joining me on the podcast. You can find Ethan on Twitter at Ethan Bach underscore E-T-H-A-N-B-O-C-K underscore, not the word underscore, but like the, the underscore thing. You can find his work on WVU basketball at WV Sports Now, theportalreport.com. The man's busy, so I appreciate the time. We actually, candidly, I don't think Ethan would mind me saying this, after the interview, we talked another 30 minutes. The The name Ben McLemore came up. Teddy Allen was talked about glowingly. I didn't record that. But Ethan's in the basketball. Definitely check out his work. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one. Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Gaspod. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt WVU for the 2021-2022 season. They had 16 wins, and then they had 17 losses. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.